Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this episode of Midwest Flyways Podcast. Sorry, that was loud. That started off loud. That was super loud. Dude. <laughs> At least you I'm, guys have a podcast with some like good calling in the beginning. I don't think they can hear you. you. You're pretty far from the mic. I keep leaning backwards. <laughs> there you go. There. Well, you can you can bring this up to you, so you can stay back there if you want. Just put yeah. it like a fist fist away from my face. There, yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Well, you're used to that. So. <laughs> yeah, used obviously. to fist near your face, so. Yep. It can be taken many ways, actually. Could be. I didn't really know what you meant, actually. Nick Johnson here, the fighter. <laughs> the fighter. Fists next to his face all the time. <laughs> I got fists all over the place in my eyeballs oh my. and <laughs> nose. <laughs> sometimes, the? In the, sometimes body shots, even. There you go. No, I'm your host, Joey Vassallo. Connor Olsted's here with us as well. Yep, and yep. then we have a special guest, Nick Johnson. You've been on our podcast before. Yep. A lot of people liked hearing you on that podcast, and there was a lot of requests to bring you back. So here what? you are, Bubby. No way. Mm-hmm. Nice. You guys probably, uh, that sounds like more people than listen to my podcast, then. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. You are a wealth of knowledge. Well, uh, today, RIP 2021 goose season, or 2020, 2021. The only time you can shoot a goose now is Manitoba till March 31. Well, you can shoot snow geese. Yeah, I meant darks. Yes. Darks. Yeah, today was the last day. What, Oregon? There's like six or seven states at least that have a, a March 10 date. Mm. An out. You know what I think is cool? These veteran uh, hunts that they started doing all around uh, the country. And California's was on Valentine's Day this year, mm-hmm. which is like, wait, I thought you couldn't shoot a duck in the United States past January 31. But yep. these guys are going like February 14th. And I think it was 13 and 14 or 14 and 15. But man, can you imagine the stud widgeons and cinnamons you could get out there? Oh my God. Well, uh, Derek Helms is living out in Dallas right now. Mm-hmm. If you know Derek, I don't. He's a veteran and he's uh, 25. He's been on our podcast and I uh, hunted with him quite a bit in Oklahoma. Oh, and cool. So he drove up to Oklahoma on the weekend. It was somewhere between February 10th and 14th. And they shot some stud ducks. That's cool as hell, man. Super cool. So it's veteran and youth. That's their youth day, I guess. Yeah, and we always have a youth day early because um, it's so, I mean, what are you going to do? Have late season youth day? You can't do that here. No, we're a migrator state. Right. So uh, even, I don't know, it's got to be nice and warm for kids, I think, mostly anyways. True. Well, and then you want them to shoot the duck that's the hardest to hit, which is the blue rocket. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Blue winged teal. God, I love blue winged teal hunting. That might be you've, my favorite. You've really duck. gotten into that the last couple of years, dude. Since Mexico, since Mexico, yeah. And I was like, "Whoa!" Is it just for the sport, or is it just how they decoy? And yeah, yeah, you I like, like the shooting aspect of it. Uh, I like them. I like blueing teals. Mm. Like, I'm a fan of the species, and like, like they'll be hanging out in Louisiana till like June, just jam to North Dakota, little hump, little dump. Get right back to Costa Rica. <laughs> little hump and dump. <laughs> and then, like, they're just cool how they decoy, especially because they give you, like, body language when, like, a, fl- a flock flies over you and you see, you, like, make eye contact it with them and they're like, yeah, we're coming back. <laughs> you know, like, uh, they always, like, go to the end of the pond, turn around, and then just mm-hmm. do it perfect. And you can tell when they won't. You're just, oh, yeah. see, you can see it on their face. And, yeah, they're gorgeous in the spring. I got to shoot some Valentine's Day in, in Mazatlan area. Those That's little, cool. Those crescents on their face. Have mm. you ever done much sea duck hunting? No, I have not. Okay. I'd like to do some out in the Great Lakes sometime. And now with the new Great Lakes zone, perhaps there might be some opportunities. There's some damn good guide services out there, too. Yeah. Yeah. So do you pretty much stick around the Midwest then when you hunt, or is it? No, I've been, I've been to all corners. I've been to West Coast, 
three times, maybe East Coast once or For twice. Geese or geese, yeah, mostly a goose chaser. But those teal brought me down to Mexico, and also uh, I went to Louisiana this spring or spring. Was the spring? No, it was September. <laughs> <laughs> it was September. I went down and I did uh, a hunt on the White Lake Conservation Area, which was like so fucking cool, dude. It wasn't was it like so a, cool. Wasn't it like an old drug dealer's? No, mansion I just put that something? on my Snapchat. No, no, no. <laughs> it was um like Texaco or Standard Oil. Like it was their duck hunting mansion, and every president for like seventy years went and duck hunted there. And uh, it literally looks like somebody's cocaine palace. You can only get to it by boat. Like the river driveway that it has, it's like lined with perfectly groomed palm trees for like 500 yards. You're like, wow, what the fuck? We had to do like four boat transfers before we got to the pits. I was like, how are these not sink boxes? He's like, shut up. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and it was awesome, dude. And, and I, the whole reason I ended up there was like, did I just, you win a raffle or something? It's a $5 application fee. It, like, you don't have to have a license before you apply. And I was just fucking around on the internet. And I was like, <laughs> five bucks? Because I had just spent 90 to sign up for 25 opportunities for that fucking emperor goose. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, well, five bucks? Yeah. I want it. I guess it's about 50% is what you win. Or, no. Because they raffle two things. They raffle the September teal thing. And they raffle regular season rice field pits hmm. and if you and i think that has like a two-thirds win ratio so like if you and three guys apply for that you're going to louisiana and hunting out of a rice pit it's kind of cool totally for i think five bucks yeah for the rice pits That's too cheap oh. what was the out-of-state tag 110 dude it was like 20 what yeah they sell it one day was it an early teal season uh-uh it was like a one-day waterfall license yeah, wow. I was shocked. Like, I was thinking Louisiana is probably going to be like 250 these fucking assholes. <laughs> totally wasn't. I love how states are doing that now, like making it more affordable with these one-day licenses. Like, One thing I've been dying to talk to you about is the new proposed laws for Minnesota oh, yeah. for this next year. What do you yeah. think about those, Because dude? I actually just filled out the survey because there was the online survey, mm-hmm. but then there was only like 3,000 people that got a letter in the mail to do a survey at another survey thing so i got Mm. i just did that like yesterday or the day before you got the letter i got the letter what does the letter say the letter says log in with this access code and oh i got that same one you did did you do it no i thought it was just uh i think you still have time i thought it was just like uh um let's do it right now i don't know where it is right (laughs) (laughs) but i thought it was just uh like confirming no, like no. Your, your success on the survey anybody could do the online survey that they put out which was pretty much like Hey, what do you think of open water hunting? What do you think of the 4 p.m. closure? What do you think of a bunch of stuff? Mm-hmm. And then the the one from the letter was way more if that then this type of shit and um, compromise scenarios. Like if we have a 16-day teal season but keep the 4 p.m. close what what would you choose in this scenario? Oh, so it's more in depth. Very much so, yeah. And kind of gave gave me a, a much better feeling of like what they're leaning towards. Which yeah, is I was going to say. Well what, do you, well, what do you think? I think they're going to compromise and we're going to end up with a short teal season and either some bullshit 4 p.m. closure or um, motorized decoy restrictions or both still. When you think the teal season? 
You think there's still going to be a motorized decoy restriction? Yes. We're the it only like northern state that does it, it other than Washington. Like, I know. Dude, like, when... I was out, I was there when spinners came out, man, and, like... Oh, you're old. I know. <laughs> dude, we fucking... It was retarded. It was, like, pigeon hunting, but better mm. for mallards and everything. We were like, fuck, we're going to wipe out ducks. Mm. <laughs> like, for, like, a year, and then Minnesota, like, put laws in, and then they did a bunch of studies, and we're like, turns out that's not true. Like, so we're changing the laws? No. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it's fucking assholes. Um, um when did the when when did they gonna decide on that? Do you have any idea? Yeah, what? um there is a uh on March 29th, they're putting out a list of their proposals for Minnesota, and then on April first, they are having a virtual town hall. Like anyone can mm-hmm. join? Yes. Like a MOHA type of deal? I th- yeah, like a virtual thing. Um, you got to sign up and register for it. Now it's on the Minnesota DNR website on their waterfall page. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and they're gonna take comments on the proposals. And uh, I don't know if they're gonna be like, "Hey, this is what we're doing for sure," or like, "Hey, we're pretty sure this is what we think we're gonna do." I don't know. We'll have to see at that town hall on April first. Interesting. Hmm. Well, um, do you think they're gonna raise the goose limit to five? What's your feelings on that? I think they will. Because I've talked I to think Steve. They will. I've talked to Steve Quartz about that over the phone in the past. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, on the survey, they said we we're well above numbers for the last twenty years, right? For Canada geese in Minnesota. Yeah, I think they were worried about the eastern prairie population, which I think now is just grouped in with mid-continent cacklers, if I'm not mistaken. I wouldn't know that. I don't know, but like. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like we get a lot of different subspecies that roll through the state. Well, I've noticed that it's you're pretty hard. I don't know. We shoot so many different styles of Canada geese. Anywhere we from, really do from freaking uh, like a true cackler, right, to um, a seventeen to twenty pound goose, right. And I know you say you've never shot anything over a fourteen pound goose or whatever, but 13 I thirteen probably, but I definitely have many times. And I've been I'm reading uh, Harold Hansen's book, uh, The Giant Canada yeah. Goose, right now. And uh, I mean, the fucking scientist has weights of geese that are 17 and 18 pounds. Like, I'm pretty sure he's not lying. Do you know who Heron Game Calls is? Uh, yeah, I've heard Rusty. that name. Yeah, Rusty. Rusty Heron. Heron. Yeah, 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 yeah. Him and his son consistently shoot. So they're right by Detroit on the Canada side. Mm-hmm. And they consistently shoot Canada's over 20 pounds. What? That's what he told me. Waterlogged, maybe. I, he, he goes, dude, we are shooting true Canada giants and every single banded Canada or most of the giant Canada, most of the Canada geese that we shoot say giant Canada goose on them. Greater well, Canada goose on if it. If you look at the band, if you look at banding, everything has to go into a species. And there is two, there's several species for Canada geese. And there's two of them that any northern state will group their bird into. Like if you're ever looking up banding data, you got to look up both Canada geese and large Canada goose. Because it'll give you different numbers. And some states switch, like, the way they do it. It must be, like, a new guy gets hired, and he puts all the certificates in this way. Mm. Like, if you look at, if you look at, like, the Hudson Bay, like, there's, like, five different subspecies they have grouped from the southwest coast, wrapping around, like, the MVPs and the South James Bay population. And they're all fucking completely uh, DNA identical. Like, there's no difference between them. But they're just, like, colonies, you know? Mm. And, uh... It's kind of interesting. Well, when you told me you you have never shot a goose over 14, 15 pounds or whatever it was, mm-hmm. that blew me away because I know for a fact 
I can hold more than 30 pounds in my hand, no problem. Well, and if you carry three geese, so say you go out and shoot birds on the spread, you come back and you're bringing them back and you have your gun in one hand, three geese in the other, and you're bringing them back, my arm is dragging on the ground. Oh, for sure. And it's like, okay, that's... That's well over 45 pounds. I don't know. Dead weight's awkward as shit. It's tough to carry. Dude, when I walk out somewhere, well, I, mean, I bring dead two Dead weight birds. is the same on a scale. I don't dead carry one Dead weight is the same on a scale as it is. Not in, not, it's it's awkward to carry. Nick. For a goose? Well, you can't tell me what a goose, what a goose weighs by what it felt like when you carried it to the <laughs> truck. You need these instruments. They make these you, days called this scales. Coming, this coming from you who has worked out a bunch, <laughs> yeah. you can't tell how much no. weight you're holding in your Dude, hand? No, in fact, I brought home every single goose from a trip we took out west, and I was like, look at this motherfucker. This thing's a pig. 9.5. I weighed every goose we brought home. Dude, and like the ones that... The it big, was 9.5 pounds? Yeah, like some of them. The, the biggest two Canada geese I brought home from that trip were both 11.3. And they're fucking monsters. And there was some that looked bigger than them that were less. It's just weird. Hmm. They're usually lighter weight than what you think. I don't know. But I know that like me and Phil Schmidt, well, not me and Phil Schmidt. I was kind of the weekend dude, but like Phil Schmidt weighed like 700 geese one season. And I don't think he had one over 12. Okay, so here's what we're going to do, Nick. Everyone who's listening to this podcast, I'm going to need you to send Nick Johnson a photo <laughs> or an Instagram message. What's your, your what's your Instagram? What? What's your Instagram name? Nick underscore A underscore Johnson. Okay, so just type in Nick Johnson, and he'll probably pop up. He's got like, I don't know. 30, yeah, there's, there's not very many of those. He's out got there. like 38,000 uh, Instagram followers. So... <laughs> uh, send him a message of a goose that you've shot that's over 13 pounds. Okay, but uh, dude, I no, went no, up, no, 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 I went no. Up just, to just go ahead and do it and <laughs> send it to Nick so that, first of all, he can understand how many people listen to this podcast. Second of all, we can, we can all show him. <laughs> so we can all show him. Your penises. How he's how he's <laughs> how he's wrong. Okay, dude. Because I, I, I got so many Instagram messages about the goose flag. Last oh, time you're on, bro. The dude. goose scarecrow, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you are a menace to society, Nick. Kind of, yeah. I do that. I do that. Oh my god. I, I just like to throw something out there that's kind of true, but maybe makes you think. Like makes you think a little. Sure. Okay, on October 28th this year, me and Raquel went up to Duluth. This she is had, your wife. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Me and uh, the wife. She had to take care of some DMV shit. It was hard as hell to get anywhere with COVID. Like, yep. you needed appointments. So we ended up taking a day trip up to Duluth. <laughs> That's a good idea. And because they had, like, a walk-in place. Yeah. And so we are up there, and we were um, driving across, uh, what's that island, that little skinny island that's just got one road going down it? <sighs> Fuck, I can't remember. Two harbors? No, but... Dude, I got a two harbor story immediately following this story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. there's like small 40 line. or 50 honkers chilling in the grass, um, munching away, doing goose stuff. Mm -hmm. And I pulled over just to check them for bands. And I got out of the car and I was like, oh my fucking God. I was like, babe, uh, drive. I got back in the car. I was like, these things were about to kick my ass, dude. They were fucking huge. They were unlike <laughs> any subspecies of Canada geese that I'm familiar with. Like, you know, really? like you see them regularly. 
I don't I don't see geese like this, man. Like they had, dude. Let me show you some photos because we we drove up to two harbors after this. Just I've seen this because you guys were like going like on a day trip, and you're like, my wife didn't know what she was getting into because we took half the day trip to look at geese. <laughs> yeah, um, dude, I'll pull the photos up, but you can just tell by their necks, their Silver Bay. It's two harbors. The little skinny island. No, 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 that's not it. It's right in downtown Duluth. Okay. All right. I'm pulling this photo up. Well, anyways, while he, while he while does you, that. Yeah, why don't you? Um, this podcast is Camel sponsored Retro. by Camel Retro. Yeah, yeah, you knew it. Yeah, I yeah, knew yeah. all about it, actually. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> well. Um, I said you'd tell me. Uh, yeah, Joe, you want to tell him a little bit about Camel Retro? So, Nick, Camel Retro yeah. is a place that you can buy and sell vintage hunting gear and use I fucking gear. love vintage hunting gear. Have you seen my it's cool. cattail bibs? Dude, there's so much of that on Camaretro. I love that retro. shit, dude. There's so much Columbia? of it on there. Columbia? Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. The three-piece Columbia I'm, I'm suit. I'm about it. I'm about it. It's on it, and oh. uh, it's a really good place to buy and sell, though, Nick. So, like, if you yeah. buy something it's like, it's not my size, you can sell it. Yeah, and apparently this, the seller community is a pretty, uh, pretty decently sized and pretty, like, a good community to be in. And one thing that I saw on there um, was the, uh, you can actually sell art, too. Oh, like, so some like, cool, like, dude, they, some cool they have like stuff. They have, like, yeah. old Haydell, Rod Haydell choke tubes on their neck. Look at these motherfuckers. <laughs> I, you got to send me this picture so I can put it in the description of the of the podcast. It's cool because there's that giant barge boat in the background, too. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, fat. I'll dude, look at it. Look at that shit. Like, the, uh, you could tell, like, who the adults were and who the juvies were in the family groups. Those juvies are bigger than adults I'm familiar with. Like, that is not a subspecies that's in the Minneapolis area. Sure. And I did not see a single other subspecies of goose. Camel retro still? Or yeah, let me, let me finish the... <laughs> the goose. The goose. <laughs> I know, the goose, Nick. <laughs> you see their heads. But, hey, <laughs> just keep going. Oops. So, Nick, you love the corn sock bibs. Remember my, uh, my silage corn shirt? Yeah. You can find stuff like that on Camel Retro. I like that. It's badass, dude. That is cool. I'm actually a really big fan of it. So, thank you, Camel Retro, CamelRetro.com. Check them out. I'm going to check them out. All right, you can talk about your fat geese now. Dude, Mike, these geese are fat. <laughs> <laughs> I saw... Uh, so, how much do you think those weighed? Dude, at least 12. At, at least 12? At least 12. Like, the dude. juvies. Oh, the juvies were The 12. juvies were, like, 12. I, I don't know. I might be wrong. And it, they, their weight fluctuates throughout the year. Of course. But, um... They're humongous, dude. Like, I'm familiar with a lot of Canada geese that come through Minnesota. Like, not those, mm. not those. We don't get those. Those are, and the Great Lakes is a is a much different environment. Uh, like, if you see like migration paths of Great Lake birds, it's pretty interesting what they do. Like, they'll nest sometimes nest in like the Arctic or subarctic, but like when they're not on the Great Lakes, their staging area is. Every giant fucking lake you see that's on the way right. to the Arctic. It's like, if you just look at Google Earth, like, well, that's a giant lake. They stop there. Then what's the next giant lake? That one looks humongous. That's their next stop. You point. think they're, so are that, is that like a species of goose that's not eating any agriculture? Probably. They're just eating what? Large um, invertebrates and mussels and. Uh, yeah. And like, dude. I don't Crawdads. know. Crawdads? That's a big mystery to me because I don't fish or give a shit what's in the water. Um, <laughs> right. As long as it's not pee. Like, right. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> were you that kid growing up where you were, st- you were scared to put your toes in the water because muskies were going to eat your toes off? No, no, no. We used to, uh, actually at my cabin, we would crack open clams, right? Yeah. And feed them to the rock bass. And then the rock bass started following us around. Dude, we'd go swimming and we'd have like 70 to 150 rock bass following us around at all times. <laughs> like we had to stop doing One it. One with the like, red eyes. Yes. And yeah. they'd start nipping at the kids and stuff, the neighbor kids. And then we had to stop and... <laughs> <laughs> Nick, stop feeding the rock bass. They're attacking the neighbor kids. Right. Anyways, what were you talking about? Uh, what do you think uh, that those? And... What do you think that those geese are eating on those big lakes? Because there's zero agriculture around Duluth. Right. And there was zero agriculture in this country 300 years ago, and there was a fuckload of geese. I right. mean, it's not natural for a goose to eat a like in a cornfield. It's just not. They'd never have for millions of years. It's a new thing that they've started doing. Hmm. Um, I get, I've never thought about point. that way. Um, so don't get a big head about it, but (laughs) no, like in that book too, uh, the giant Canada goose, they're talking about, uh, uh, Hudson Bay birds that would go nest or not nest, uh, winter down in Florida. There's a pretty good colony that would go to like the West side of Florida by that other state. That's there, Georgia or something. Yeah. Alabama, maybe. I don't know. On that little panhandle area. Georgia. Georgia's right next to Florida. Giant and, uh, dude, Larry Robinson down at Oklahoma, he's got a book about market, market prices and market hunting for waterfall. Yeah. Alabama. Waterfall in, uh, Texas in the, around the turn of the century. And it's got prices listed for graders and lessers for Canada geese. I'm like, how many graders did you guys get in that 19 early 1900s? He's like, all of them. That's where they migrated to was the Gulf of Mexico. Dude, like I think a, for the most part, besides, I think, maybe the giant Canada goose, like the true, true giants, I think are prairie geese. But I think almost all species of geese, in some way, shape, or form, is a coastal ocean bird. Hmm. That's uh, Ducks are inland. Ducks are waterfowl that evolved on the, the inland of the continent. Geese are more coastal. Interesting. Because if you that. look at where they nest, like look at all the, the cacklers, the snow geese, Arctic, subarctic, it's fucking ocean shit. And then like all the Pacific Coast birds, ocean shit. Um, the only inland birds we get are the giant Canadas that they call residents. And now that now the snow geese and specks are adapting to it, but um, there's still a lot of them. And they, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I keep, <laughs> keep relaxing. Um, there's a lot of geese that, have that in their DNA as being coastal birds. Hmm. That's why sound, I think, is more important to them, too, than ducks. Um, it's just something... They, they live in fog when you live on the ocean, like, in 50-degree temperatures every day of your life. So Yeah, like Seattle and all that stuff over there. It's That picture I showed humid. you, too, of those geese in two harbors, like, across the harbor, I could hear geese, like... Like talking Just carrying over the water. Yeah, and they're talking to each other. I was like, motherfuckers are communicating. They jumped up. It was like 10 of them, and they just flew right over to him like, hey, guys, what's up? It's like, hmm. That's crazy. They were like two miles away. Just the voice travels over water like that. Yeah. I don't know. They're fascinating. The Great Lakes are an ocean, too, pretty much. Well, I was just looking at it on Google Maps, dude. Yeah. And you can see, like, here, I'll, I'll pull it up here. So if you're listening to the podcast... Go into northeastern Minnesota by Duluth and zoom in on Google, Google, uh, Google Earth satellite, whatever. You can see right off the coast of there, it's like a normal blue and that's black, right? Just outside of it because it's so deep. Yeah. 
Is that why though? Because all the images you see on Google Earth and shit are color adjusted. I don't know, man. I've just got some. You, oh, you fuck with the uh, ArcGIS Explorer app? No, Nick. Okay, so <laughs> let me just. Okay, let me just give everyone here a little insight into who you are. Nick Johnson is one of the nerdiest guys yep. about waterfowl I've ever seen in my life. I've ever heard of in my entire life. He's more nerdy than a biologist, okay? Nah, probably not. No, Nick. Shut up, please. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of apps that this guy has made me download on my phone <laughs> about how to watch for collared GPS geese and all of this shit. And at, at the end of the day, I think I've downloaded eight apps because of you. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I'm not going to look at this all the time. Why do I have this on my phone? Deleted. Yeah. However, you, how many apps on your phone do you think you have devoted to waterfowl? Onyx included. All of them? Yeah. <laughs> no, like all of your apps are waterfowl. Yeah, man. Have you I know you much? use Snapchat for waterfowl as well. So Yeah, I like Snapchat because I like the engagement that mm-hmm. I get off of it. Instagram's pretty good too for that. I've, yeah. Yeah. Um, not I, Facebook for some reason. I don't Facebook's know Facebook's terrible. <laughs> well, because you're under 55. You're under 55. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Dude, I can't even go on there after 2014. Mm-mm. Man. Mm-mm. Anyways, um, dude, have you gotten gotten into Google Earth 3D yet? No, I have not jumped on it. Oh, God, you got to do that. Why? <laughs> yeah, please tell us why. Because you can fly. Because you can fly. Yeah, you can fly. What do you mean you can fly? Dude, you can like literally see, well, if I was a goose that was born here... Where would I go? Probably that way. Oh, so you're positioning yourself as a goose and saying, where is this goose? <laughs> if it roosts here, where is it going to go next with that wind? Yeah. Oh, God. Dude, you can see migra- <laughs> You can see the migration pass carved out of the terrain. No shit. Dude, it's cool. It's really cool. I have to nerd out about that. <laughs> have you seen Onyx's map 3D? Yeah. It's not very- they, they tilt it like 15 degrees and they're like, I'm like, okay, I guess I can see some tree depth. Google Earth, you can fucking well, fly. <laughs> <laughs> I know that that one's mostly made for big game. It's like for mountains, so you can say what mountain is there and how to go up that mountain yeah. and get to the other side. That's As far as I know, that's what that's for. Sangria. <laughs> it's hitting you? A little acid reflux? Yeah, a little That's bit. why I can't drink sangria. Acid reflux. I He's just drinking Carlo oh, Rossi hey, I sangria. I brought you an apology. What's What for? For not showing up for the podcast? Oh, what's oh. that? Oh, my God. Is that a nicotine <laughs> patch, Nick? That's right. How many do you want? <laughs> I remember these. <laughs> Sam's Club boys, the good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Nick and I are hunting snow geese like a bunch of fools one year. And he goes, <laughs> hey, man, I see you smoke cigarettes and you chew every once in a while. Like, I've always been a nicotine fiend. I actually just quit. Nice. Not too long Not ago. I think it's do. been under a month. No, it's been awful, dude. Of course <laughs> Not it is. Not good. It's because nicotine's amazing. It, this was my 10th year of nicotine, and I'm like, you know what? I got to be done, dude. I just, I was like a decade reunion or? Yikes. No, thank you. Yeah, no, thank dude. You. Not good for me. Be done with it. Why am I even doing it anymore? It's a waste of money. So um, how many years it's ago was this? Four years money. ago? Four years ago? Three years ago? We're hunting snows in North it's Dakota. Probably even like five, dude. You think so? Yeah. So five years ago, North Dakota, Nick and I are hunting, and he's like, yeah, man, if we if we set up here, set up our decoys here. I know, I think we were just jump shooting, waiting for him to, like, come to this field. We were, yeah. You were doing some weird, like, sneak through the corn, like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, but we, uh, <laughs> we were, like, waiting for these geese to come over us. He's like, man, you got to try this nicotine patch. It's freaking amazing. And I was like, okay. He's like, but I'll cut it in half. You're not supposed to cut it in half, but. 
put it on your <laughs> put, it, put it on your shoulder. And I was like, okay, he's like, but seriously, dude, don't fall asleep with it on. You'll have some weird fucking dreams. <laughs> you do. You do have, have some, some weird, weird fucking dreams. dreams. And then dreams. hours later, here I am dozing off in the field. Pretty sure we we had a big lunch at a bar. That's what it was. We had a big bar lunch. Go back out in the field. We're just like waiting for geese to come for the afternoon flight. And I pass out, man. And I had the weirdest fucking dream. <laughs> and I woke up covered in sweat. Yeah. <laughs> and it was beautiful outside. It was like 45 degrees, like sunny out. And I woke up covered Strenched. in my own sweat. Yeah. It's like bad nightmare dream. Just like, ooh. Right. Nick's like, oh, you fell asleep with a nicotine. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I ripped that thing off yeah, my dude. shoulder yeah. so quick. You'll wake up like totally confused, drenched in sweat, not rested after 10 hours of sleep and be like, I thought... <laughs> We're going to the NBA finals. Like, and you're the referee or something. Like, it's just crazy. Oh, my God. Yikes. Did you guys get an opportunity to go out to the uh, Washington with... Um, I did, yes. For the Harlequins? Yep. Did you get one? I did. You motherfucker. I did. I did get a Harlequin, and it is um, not at the taxidermist yet, but it will be. I got a couple birds like that, too. Why aren't our birds at the taxidermist <laughs> right now? Is it some money that we imagined we wouldn't have to spend? Like, dude... My freezer could fucking die. Yeah. And then what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why is this Frickin not? Like, Harley. I got two birds that need to be at a taxidermist yesterday. Yeah. Like, six months ago. I'm I'm waiting for my eider to get done, and then I'm going to drop it off when I pick it up. Cause <sighs> if your freezer don't die. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, geez, <laughs> now you're freaking me out. I know. It freaks me out, too. Like, I looked at my freezer, like, today. I was like it's still on. Yeah. I need to get... I don't give a fuck about that meat in there. Yeah. I got... 200 pounds of meat of all sorts of animals. What are you What are you trying to get mounted? I have two very special cackling geese. Okay. Yeah, that I got to get mounted. So I've got a, uh, I got a nice hefty bill on my way. How, how many birds do you have mounted already? <clears throat> Not too many. I try to make it like a, uh, a life event or a, uh, a special event thing. So I've got, uh, I've got a wood duck mounted, which is... I would have to say is not a special life event. Thing. Okay. Just I just wanted the wood duck. Everybody's got to have the standard wood duck in their house. Yep. And then I've got a black duck and a pintail. And I'll never forget that because it kind of marks the time with Goosebusters Guide Service where I was right. Because Phil was like, get back to the blinds. <laughs> and I was like, no, we totally dropped more birds. And he's like, no, we didn't. And I was like running around for about 20 more seconds. Black duck. Bitch. Nice. Now it's on my wall. Nice. I got that on a dead hang with a pintail. And then I've got um I've got uh, a gray leg Canada hybrid that was accidentally banded and listed as a large Canada goose. Oh. And that I think is, is cool because it kind of like marks a time in my life when like me and Joe started hunting together a lot. Yeah. So he just called me at like 8 a.m. and was like, come out hunting. Uh because uh I think Kenny Peterson just left. And I was like, I'll be there in 91 minutes <laughs> and I showed up and it was time to like catch birds coming back in. And I was with, um, Eric Hankey. It was me and Eric Hankey. Joe was in the truck warming up cause he'd been out there all morning. He had already shot a band already too. And Eric Hankey said, you know what I want? A four pack of geese all banded. <laughs> I was like, that would be nice. Is that what came? And then he was like, like literally like five minutes later, he's like, we were on the traffic line for the geese going out to feed and also on the way back. So this was there on their way back because it was late morning. Yeah. It's like four pack. I was like, all right, we get down in and they split up like two on his side, two on my side. Bang, bang. 
And he comes up, and his that fourth bird on the furthest left hung up, and he didn't get it. So we got three out of the four, and I picked my first one up, and it was banded. I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> and then I he picked one up, and he goes, oh, my God, it's a bird. He's freaking out. And I was like, this motherfucker just fucking asked God for four banded keys. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I picked up my third or my second one, and it was banded. I was like, what about the fourth one? He's like, it got back into town. I was like. We'll never know. We'll <laughs> never know. But we got, out of the three we got, all three were banded. And then there's a goose named Cokeface. Because he was a gray leg hybrid that was pure white up on this, like a white front. Um, and Cokeface was leading a flock coming back into town at like 45, 55-ish yards. I'm like, I got to try it. I mean, it's Cokeface. Boom. I killed Cokeface was bird one. I killed bird two and three That's in one, one shot. shot. And they're both gray leg hybrids as Cokeface was leading his family. <laughs> and um, and one of them was banded. So then I put that one on the wall. So I shot my three bands uh, in a, a day. It's a really cool mount. Wow. Yeah. And um, I, uh, I did not know this that day. I thought I broke the law. I was like, fuck, I went one over my limit accidentally. Gray leg hybrids are farm geese. You can chop their heads off whenever the fuck you want. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty but, cool. Yeah, so I was like, oh, I was one goose short, actually, of my limit. Probably could have got four bands that day. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope. Nice. And then I went on, like, a two-year dry spell after that. Like, it was bad. Dude, look at me. How I many bands on... do you have? Uno. One. Now, now, should I have more? Yeah. yeah have me I too. lost countless draws that should not have been a draw? Yes. That's why I don't draw anymore. Dude, I'm, I was just telling everyone this year. I'm like, I'm sorry. Here's the deal. I'm done being nice when it comes to bands. I've, I've given so many people their first band. Mm -hmm. It's just like, hey, it's a draw. Like, we both shot at the same time. No, we didn't. Dude, no, it, we didn't. I it, definitely shot that bird. If it's I know a, for a fact. If it's a day, I know I'm going to shoot two geese. I don't go for a doubles. I just go, bang. I watch it fall all the way to the ground. And I keep my eyes on it and walk. I walk right to it. Like, no. Dude, so many times you can be like, I shot those two on the right. Yeah, but one came down this way. Another came down this way. Another one started walking that way. Like, you have no fucking idea. Yeah. I mean, legally I do, but you don't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, I'm, I'm just like, I'm sick so of the draws. I, I've lost so many draws where I was very confident. But was I? Yeah. Was I that confident or was I that desperate? Dude, well, you've hunted at feet down, right? No. You've never hunted at feet down? Nope, not once. I swear to God, you've hunted there before, though. No, no, no. I know I know. you don't hunt there because you're not getting paid to guide. Yeah, that's a, that's a, something I'm going to change. You're going to go there? Well, I'm too, I'm too fucking black and white with some things, and that's one of them, you know? Mm. Like, oh, I have rules for good reasons in my life. Like, I don't want anything to come between me and Joe's friendship, so I don't want to go out there and hunt for, as a buddy. I don't like the way people look at you when you're... Even if you're a good caller and I don't give a shit. Right. What people look at But, <laughs> but I've okay. never I've never gotten that feeling though. The clients kinda look at you like, This guy didn't pay to be here and Joe kinda they, looks at they you. They don't know. And Joe kinda looks at you like, You're not paying to be here, so you should work. So I'm kinda like, I don't want to be in that position to be in that position. And either you're gonna pay me my daily rates or I'm gonna pay you your daily rates and then I'm here. And uh it's too absolute. It's too black and white because I miss hunting with my buddy Joe. Mm -hmm. You know, I can take a little there's got to be some gray area for all things in life, I think. Yeah, but then at the same time, 
when Joe asks you to come out and help him guide because he doesn't have any help guiding uh, for clients, and then he gives you ten dollars, <laughs> and I did that with Phil Schmidt, and I I watched him get a hundred and fifty dollar tip, and he gave me ten dollars when it cost me twenty five dollars. That's exactly gas. That's exactly. I was pissed, and I didn't want to hunt with him the rest of the year, dude. That's what I'm saying. Like, that happened to me with Phil Schmidt. Like, I helped him grass in blinds, set up 400 full bodies. Right. Like, and dude, I shot two geese myself. Dude, Phil was using 50 of my fucking Bigfoots, and, you know, I spent X amount of dollars to come out there and help. He'd flip me a 20. I watched this motherfucker pull $1,400 out of his pocket at Burger King. I don't need that with my friends, you know? Like, I don't want to feel that way towards my friends ever. I know. But, at the same time, I want to hunt with my friends too and i can right. fucking i can take a loss here and there to be with my buddies yeah and here here's the thing though is i'm i'm just going to be a little bit more forthright from now on it's like hey in that situation with joe where it's like it's you and i guiding six dudes or four dudes whatever it was and i'm helping you set up an entire spread i'm helping you grass six layout blinds i'm helping you at I work i got up i got there super early and it's a work day Right. It's a Tuesday in September, dude, and you gave me $10. Dude, like... <sighs> no, I'm not coming next time unless you pay me at least $100, dude. And... For gas alone. And, um... Some, that's some exactly, food That's exactly... where I got to. Bit, you know? That's where I got to with that whole very strict rule I have. I love Joe. But I that do, too. one That one really pissed me off, dude. And I don't want to be pissed off at my friends. Because right. I can... That's a, some, that's a situation you could have prevented. If I would have been like, hey, man, I need my gas covered. Exactly. But I just assumed because we're friends, my gas is going to get covered because and, he knows I live an hour away. And he assumed you didn't have anything going on and this would be fun for you. <laughs> I told him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and that's what it is. Like, yeah. hey, I'm inviting you on this cool hunt. Like, hey, I could go hunting with my brother and we could shoot nothing and I'll still have fun. I don't need mm -hmm. to come on this hunt that is technically your job. And oh, yeah, I'm dude. not going to help you build a deck for Saturday, Sunday, and then you give me 10 bucks. Right. Your <laughs> man, go get some Subway. Yeah, no, no, no. That <laughs> no. wasn't that much fun. I could have built a deck with my brother and got Used no deck. Later. Yeah, yeah like, I don't know. Like, I, 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 value my, I value my time, like, just in the field with my friends, like, where none of us right. are. And if you do pay me my daily rate, I will show up and I will work my fucking dick off. Right. And well, here's the thing. I did work my dick off. <laughs> yeah, I know I have to. <laughs> I did work my dick off, and I entertained those clients to no bounds. Like it was an hour and a half in September on a, on a traffic field, and there were no geese flying over. So I was working, dude. I'm like, "What do you guys do for work? You guys haven't like how long are you in Minnesota for?" Blah, blah blah blah, and just like making them laugh. And then I get ten dollars. <laughs> I was just like, "Oh, you keep your fucking ten bucks." Right? No, and like, it's just not an attitude I need to have with my friends. But um, at the same time, I don't know. You can take a loss once in a while. Right. And just to go see him. Just tell yourself, like, I'm fun. not going to do my thing. I'm not going to get any gain out of it except hanging out with my buddy. And if you can have that attitude, I think you, you'll stay in the... You, you won't end up in a position to be pissed off. At Here, a, here's the thing, though. And I told myself, I'm going to be extremely forthright from now on. Hey, man, you want me to come out to Hutchinson to literally help you guide? Cool. I'll do it. Pay me for my gas. Minimum. Mm -hmm. Okay, how much is gas going to be? 50 bucks. Ooh, okay, don't use me. That's fine. Right. If he, if he just calls me out there to have fun, don't give me anything. I think don't all of anything. us, all of us in this, especially Minnesota, and especially this 
this lifestyle. We've all done our share of free guiding. It's kind of like, it's kind of, a, it's kind of a, oh, and you know what? The reason that Joe doesn't pay me my day rate, which is exorbitant. Um, <laughs> What's your day rate? A lot. What's your day rate? <laughs> More now? than what Joe wants to pay because he's got five people that'll do it for free. And he's running right. a business. Right. But what's your day rate? Um, bare if, mi- if you're going to guide. For me is- to show up, it's going to be at least like 175 a day with no equipment and no scouting. Based on Just what? to show up to call. Just to show up to call. 175 a day. Why? Because you're that good? Yeah. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> Inter- okay. What's your day rate, Joe? 20 bucks. He told us. <laughs> <laughs> it's 10. It's 10. 10. <laughs> no, I... He's um, trying to double it for you. But I was scouting in Oklahoma, and then I had... I was free lodging and random meals getting paid for, and mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun. And I was in a different state, gaining experience, whatever. Had so much fun down there. I was able to right. film videos oh, from Midwest Oh, it's fun Flyways. down there, isn't there? Dude. Oh, my God. We didn't... We never ended up... We never did. You never even I was contacted busy. me. I was busy. I was I called you both on the road. Yeah. I was... I, I talked to you on the phone, asshole. I'm still sad. Anyway, <laughs> Nick's just a big crybaby. But um, <laughs> no, I was getting paid enough per day. Like I was like, oh wow, okay, I'm pumped for that. Mm-hmm. You know. But then I didn't have to hang out with the clients after the fact, right? I didn't have to do any of this. But like I wanted to. Like I was, I I wanted to like work and I wanted to hang out with these people. I wanted them to like enjoy Stuart Ranch. Yeah, and I, I had I, a lot of fun hanging out with those clients too because a lot of them had a lot of money and they did a lot of like a lot of them owned huge construction companies in Dallas and mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, teach me. Like, <laughs> how are you a multimillionaire right now? Like, this is so exciting to me. You're 38 and you have way too much money to know what to do with. Like, Lots I wanted to hang like out. That. I wanted to hang out with those people and they're cool as shit. I remember so. a guy named Dude. We we I guided a lot of people around that were like multimillionaires. They're interesting. Um, I watched two- a multimillionaire dude who. I could had more money than I will ever make in 20 lifetimes. And this dude like mopped a Casey's gas station because we brought some mud into the Casey's gas station. He grabbed a mop out of the back room. Like, I'm going to just do this quick. Like, just kind of like that attitude. Most of them guys Super aren't humble. like, yeah. like assholes, you know? Yeah. And he would give like Phil business tips and uh, he was cool. Lots of people are like that. I think in terms of guiding, I don't run into, and this has been the case for like all the other guides I've talked to. I don't talk to like many people who've guided jerks. I, I guided a couple groups in Oklahoma. That I've were jerks. seen a couple groups. I've, I've guided one or two, but I, would you say it's under 5%? Well, yeah, me too. Like under, closer to one, one and a half percent. Yeah. That's, that's a number I've so, heard many times. Um, I don't know exactly how many groups, different groups that I guided in Oklahoma. Like some people were two, three dayers, and then a lot of people were one dayers because they were in the area. But Yo, there was only one bad group uh, out of the entire time. Me and no, Connor was, were talking were when you were peeing. Yeah. About the Harlequin. Yeah. You didn't do it. No. Why? I wasn't invited. <laughs> Is that you, why? You were Maybe it's because you, you bailed I was, on the Eider thing? <laughs> I was guiding. You got a banded hen eider, right? Uh, I did not. The guy that was with me did, but yeah. Now we got a Harlequin. <laughs> it's fine. I'll How many life experience year. are you going to die without? Dude, here's the thing. None. <laughs> well, I can think of two. <laughs> no, I'm going to go. I'm going to go again. Like it. Fuck. What do you mean again? That's the thing. I've already been. Where? Harlequin hunting? Oh, yeah. In my mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm going to do it one way or another. If I have to pay two grand, I'll do it. Like, it's just one of those things I'm going to do. 
What have you guys done for yourselves paying for guide services or winning a guided trip? And like, have you done, cause I've done, I've done the subcontractor thing and I've worked for a lot of people around the country and I've done a lot of winning of day trips from the foils contest. And I went to them all and, uh, um, I've done Mexico to Canada. Um, I've done a lot of guided trips too, and they're fun. God, they're fun to be a client. So much fun. It is fun. Have you done much? I have. Have you? For guided trips? Mm -hmm. I have not done. I can't think of one that I've well, paid for. Well, he, well, no, 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 no. That's not what he said. Paid for He's one. Like, 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 you were the client. Because Connor films yeah, Whitetail, Elk, Muley, all, yeah. this, all this cool stuff, Turkey Camp. So he's at. It's halfway there. Yeah, well, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, there's no. Like you're still working. The the one that was closest to you know is is stuff that I've done with Darren, um, and then you know I'll go with well, like you've hunted with guide services. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent. I've been with guide services, and then I do something for them, and they appreciate the video that I made or whatever, and then they offer me to come back. Mm. So like you know I'm gonna go, but it's not. I don't know. Like there's been a lot of the fishing ones that have done that, and uh, not as much for the hunting, but but yeah. Darren's is probably the closest because he, mm. all I did was take pictures when I was in Washington. Yeah. I had a GoPro on my head, but that was What's it. What's your dream hunts? Tell me about your dreams. What's your dream hunt? Um, Birds. If you say it's turkey, I swear no, to God. No, I'm flip trying to the pot. I swear I, to God, dude, I'll just. <laughs> the boo <ball. I> will, <laughs> boo Dude, you guys are so into the hook? Oh, yeah. Dude, I used to tell my parents that I was like going to hang out with hook and shit like back when I was in like ninth grade. <laughs> <laughs> Why? No, I'm, no, it was a big thing for me. Hook was a big, big. The movie. Robin Williams one. Fuck yeah! Such a good movie, dude. I didn't know that. That's I was listening a to one of your podcasts. Yeah, no, I was listening to one of your podcasts, and you guys were talking about the Boo Box, <laughs> and like it's, it's, it was a staple of my life that oh, I yeah. haven't revisited ever. So if I watched Hook now, I'd probably get a bunch of weird feelings no, inside it's my so stomach. Good. I just watched it for the first time. Fifteen. What about years Everlasting doing? Story? That made me feel weird. I've never heard of that. Everlasting story, bro. Oh, dude. <laughs> you and shit. Fuck. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Tangents aside, Nick. Dream hunt. Yeah. So I was Take talking, um, I was down in Florida last week and I was talking to um, one of the conservation guys down there that like goes around, like his job is essentially to just kill birds and get crocodiles out of neighborhoods and like all that stuff. And um, he was talking about this cormorant's hunt that they can do <laughs> well the feds loosened up the guidelines on that last year okay yeah so before they were, they were protected well but there there was one that like it was up in connecticut or something like that where like they just like it's all these cormorants are flying through that area or something like that holy fuck and they just <laughs> they go out in boats and have like you know extended mags or whatever and they shoot like twenty thousand a day let's find oh. out how many are banded and My so God. that that would be something that I think would be a lot of fun. You think that's a bucket? Like that's your dream hunt? I mean, cormorant hunt from <laughs> from the boat, Pakistani style. <laughs> I mean, like I mean, dude, I would have seen said, some dudes with like some three hundred piles of cormorants, dude, online. Last like last year, I would have said harlequin, and I did that this year. Mm -hmm. You know, the eider hunt. I mean, like yeah, king eider would be cool, I guess. But it's have you, you guys know. looked into all that research they do about? Um, Harlequins in the mountains and stuff. I think we talked about that last time. Never. I mind. think we did talk about that last time. Yeah, we did. Yeah. So if you if you haven't heard that, go listen to the last. But yeah, one. cormorants are kind of pissing me off right now. So I, why I are they really pissing you off? Because I just I don't like them. I want to shoot them. <laughs> and They've I heard been that pissing you, me off since day one. And I heard that I can, and so I want to find a way to do it. <laughs> I have never my, my gone a full a season, permit. dude. My my dream is to go a full season without 
Goose calling it a cormorant, and I haven't done it yet. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that, that day, you're like, on, you're like on hour five, and you haven't seen one yet, and you took work off, and you like know it's going to be a migrator day. It's migrator day, I swear to God, and it's not. And you're sitting out there like, oh, fuck. There's a flock of migrators now, and it's <laughs> coming right at you. All They are so attracted to the goose call. God damn those cormorants. <laughs> <laughs> what's your and every time it dream? happens like september 10th and i'm like fuck <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. that's so true that's it so is fun. so or followed them when you scout oh i've done that before especially where you you got spotted out by like a uh, big stone that's a that's a problem out there no my dad got a special permit what do you to mean? shoot cormorants really mm-hmm. mm, how do you get that uh he applied for it nice yeah well, i was just like in ortonville where uh they they stopped letting people hunt because of the buffer law, Nick. Ortonville because of a buffer law. The buffer law. Yes. So that was me and you ran so into now, that problem. So now, fucking buffer law. Guess what? The farmers are doing. They're applying for permits to shoot them with a fucking rifle. <laughs> oh my god! No, they're, they're applying for per- no, and they're getting them. They're for what? They're getting for cormorants for geese. Ah, no, yeah, you definitely got to go through the feds for that. And yeah, no, pretty- but they're giving them out. Totally. Talk to a federal game. The same one who drove out to us. Remember? Yeah. We talked about this last time yeah. on the podcast, but like the last time we, that same guy, um, I'm not going to say his name, but I've ran into him several other times. He's like, yeah, super buffer law. He's like, I don't even know why they're crying about it because this, this, and that. Fucking and, yeah. and then uh, they're applying for rifle permits to shoot geese with a rifle. What are they going to do with that? You're better off just letting hunters go out there and hunt it, and then they'll kill at least four mm-hmm. versus maybe one with a rifle. Yeah. It's like a boom cannon for pigeons and starlings on a farm. You know, it just doesn't do a whole lot. They're going to come back in an hour or two. What's your dream hunt, Joe? You know, I haven't really thought about that too much just because I've I've always thought that anything's possible. Like, I can can do anything I want to, you Mm -hmm. know. And uh, if I had a dream hunt, it'd probably be moon hunting or hunting nighttime migrator hunting right nighttime migrator hunting Fuck. in europe that would be that cool that would be cool that would be cool you're the one who t- told me about that nick and uh France you, would, big you, on that. would you mind explaining that real quick for the podcast well all birds no matter what species migrate at night migrate at night or have a preference over a full moon over a, any like waterfall at least bright moon let's just say a bright moon stars any no moon they'll move they'll, they'll do it without star or without the moon at all but to, I think they'd normally hunt them over the full moon because you can't really see shit. Birds can and move, but for shooting, you need that full moon. Like, mm. that would be so much fun, dude. It'd be so much fun. <clears throat> well, they, they don't have plugs, anything. Well, or are, that's they double bar- are they double dude, barrel? Europe banned lead like less than 60 days ago. Really? Yeah. They finally banned it? I mean,. What is laws in so here, Europe? Here's my question. What is laws in Europe? <laughs> I, I hate to keep getting off tangent, but um, would you... <laughs> um, why do you think they banned lead? Dude, there's studies out there that, uh, like, since the early 1900s, multiple studies that have shown how devastating it is on waterfowl. Based off of what? Um, the fact that they were dying from lead poisoning. I know, why are they dying from lead poisoning? Because, because they of, have, they're getting shot or because they're eating both. it off the 
uh, eating off the pond. Okay, floor. so there's some there's some good studies out there too about how many birds have pellets inside of them, and it's a that little, they've eaten no or shot been shot. <laughs> so they they'll take birds and like just round up a bunch of them and trap them and X-ray them and see how many pellets they got in them, and it's a lot. So now like a third a third of birds in like some European studies have lead pellets inside of them, and then mostly what's really killing them is. Um, foraging them off of the bottom of uh, wetlands for gizzard grits. Really? So they're looking for yeah. stuff to Dude, push down I, their crop. I kind of thought that too. Like, this is a pretty goddamn big lake. How's a duck going to pick a lead pellet up and eat it? And Enough to give it lead dude, poisoning. Dude, I've read the studies, and it is uh, conclusive. It's conclusive. Hmm. See, what I read about it is that they weren't worried about the waterfowl. They were worried about the raptor species, hawks, eagles, all that stuff. Because you you shoot a, you shoot at a duck, right? And then they find hawks and eagles dead, and then they autopsy them, and they're dying of lead poisoning because they're eating these ducks and geese. All of who have the been above. Shot at all of the above. It's Dude, crazy. It's like when I read some of the numbers, I don't remember them offhand, but it was like incredible how many birds were getting killed from lead pellets. Like I can't believe they still allow it in Mexico. Crazy. I know. I don't. I don't know. It was pretty unregulated down Me- there, Mexico. Yeah. Comparatively well, speaking, regulated to what you can afford. <laughs> Dude, True. Mexico is not regulated. It's freedom. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. The definition of not being regulated is being free, and there's no regulations down there for of uh, like redheads or mm. blue winged teals or. Cocaine. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <Dang. laughs> um, You know what I thought of uh, another bucket list hunt? Mm. That I, I can't remember who brought it on to me. I think it was Sierra Lang Bell. She was talking about the puffin. Oh, yeah, there yeah. There is yeah. a huge amount of puffins that are banded. And they are free reign in Iceland. Double-crested cormorant. That's what they're called, isn't it? What, a puffin? No, the double-crested the cormorants. I couldn't find them on the banned species. I don't know. But, Sorry, um, puffin time. But puffins, like, there's essentially no limit on them, hmm. and they are really cool-looking birds. You know what a puffin yeah. looks like? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Super Have you ever cool. seen Gordon Ramsay hunt them with nets? Yes. Yeah, that's cool. I episode. did see that. Yeah. It's super cool. So it's like, I would love to go and shoot a bunch of puffins, like, in, a, in like a foreign land. In Iceland, yeah. be so cool. Okay, guess there's I'm, a bunch of them that When's are their season? I don't know. I think it'd be really cool to go and try and figure that out and yeah. plan a trip. I bet you'd cost me five grand. You can't bring <laughs> them back to the United States. I know that much. No way. Yeah, you can't. I get would. I would have to get a mounted you can't, puffin. Can't. There's a lot of regulations about bringing birds back and forth. Well, like, well, just, what if I got it mounted there and, and it got it transferred it? here? I have no idea, but I know that people are dicks about it. What's yeah. your uh, bucket list hunt or something you want to <laughs> dream hunt? Um, well, first of all, my top 19, I'm not going to say on this podcast. <laughs> uh, Is it very illegal? Or? No, no, no. Just because I don't want anybody else to know about them. But, um, oh, okay. I, dude, I value my secrets. That's true. Yeah, that's like a, my precious, the rings, you know. Like, yeah, you look like a golem right yeah, now, Yeah, I too. know, dude. Just yeah. like, ah, I love my secrets. But um, I would have to say, I want to go to Europe and I want to find something nobody else has found. Mm. Or I want to... I want to do something like everybody knows about Scotland. Everybody knows about Sweden. Everybody knows about to an extent, to an extent. I want to 
I want to find out what people don't know about. <laughs> sure. And I want to pay some officials to make sure nobody else knows about it. Oh, <laughs> you know? No, no. I'm yes. Just, um, uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, in New, I think it's Newfoundland. Or Newfoundland. North, New, no, 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 Newfoundland? no, no, no. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Newfoundland? I'm wrong. I'm wrong. It's Northwest Territories. Northwest Territories in the north zone of the Northwest Territories. Pretty sure that's where you can shoot puffins. Really? Yeah, because that's right by Iceland. I think you're wrong. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> the limit for ducks is 25 per person. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. And you can hunt like an hour before and an hour after sunset, which is like, there's only like a two hours of nighttime anyway at the st- like start of the season. That would be sweet. Um, That'd be really cool. Hunting 24 hours a day. I would like to do some sustenance hunting with natives up in Alaska or Canada, maybe with the Cree Indians of uh, around the Hudson Bay, and not to shoot, just to call and to talk to them about their experiences hunting geese mm-hmm. um, and learn from them. That'd be cool. That would be cool. And I, I've heard, like, they bring out, like, kids that haven't gone through puberty to, like, call for them. I hunted with this you dude. know what? Yes, I have heard of that. Yeah, dude. they go, oh, oh, uh-huh. and like because they're going through this kid, this dude, this dude <laughs> I hunted up. with, this dude I hunted I watched with a video Ontario. of that dude. <laughs> watch a video about that, dude. Me too. Well, this dude I hunted with in Ontario, he said that um, he was when he was a kid, they'd bring him out because he grew up in a, like a rural tribal area, and uh, he, they'd drive out an ATV. And they'd have uh, no decoys in it and just a bunch of like sticks, like the Y sticks for necks. And they would bring home sometimes like two trailer loads of geese, like several hundred of all species, specks, darks, whites. That's crazy. Yikes. Did you ever see that text message thread that I, dude, Joe Hines got so mad at me. (laughs) What'd you do? What'd you do, Nick? Oh, man. I was texting uh, this kid I've been hunting with, Luke, and he's like, 19 or 20 years old. Luke who? Luke Martin, I think is. So he. Uh, okay. He was like, <laughs> he was like. Uh, Nate, edit that name out. I don't want it fucking in my podcast. So he was like, uh, oh, dude, I got to show you the text thread. Because I just kept getting more and more and more illegal. And I took like pictures from Sweden and I blacked out the faces. And I was like, like a black bar. And I was like, this is me and Joe. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's like how did you guys kill so many i'm like it's pretty easy in april <laughs> like it, just, it started from like me not plugging my shotgun to like us shooting 300 honkers in april like oh my and God. it just progressed over hours and then i got a voice message from joe like nick you motherfucker <laughs> what are you telling people i'm shooting geese in april i was like i took it too far joe i'm sorry <laughs> i was giggling <laughs> Oh, so fun. I would be just as mad. <laughs> I, I totally understood why he was mad. I was 100% in the wrong. And I deserve every bit of that. <laughs> but honestly, that's that's why I love hanging out with you because we have a touch of the same. Where it's like I just take things too far. I, I know where the envelope is and I just push past it. Dude, I can't take, I can't do anything, anything like a little bit. Either I, I, like, I totally disregard it and I'm a fucking asshole about your interest in it. Or I'm going to beat you. <laughs> you know like uh, you know what i mean like fuck that's why like my lady's all like let's go to church i'm like nah 
Like, why? Because I ain't going to pray. I'm going to be the dude on TV, like, speaking in tongues in six months, you know? It's not for me. I don't know. We got the next Joel Olstein here. <laughs> I'm going to start a cult. We're all going to be dying, drinking Kool-Aid and shit. The <laughs> FBI drinking. is going to be re raiding our Texas compound. That's me, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Nick, honestly... Throughout the years, with or, with, it, with or without Midwest Flyways, for those of you who don't know, Nick and I met each other through Facebook. He was giving a calling contest, or he's giving a calling, oh my God, he was giving... <laughs> calling lessons, dump, man. Dumped the rest of that sangria in the it's pretty pink good. Yeti cup. It's pretty good. Um, I feel He was giving out feminine, calling but... lessons on Facebook Marketplace or whatever, or on Craigslist for 50 bucks. And I was like, you know what? I don't know how to do the quick spit. I'm going to enter. And you and I talked for about 55 minutes, and I think we did, like, a solid 15 minutes of calling. And then at the end of the calling lesson, you found out I was trying to learn a different note than what I told you I was trying to learn. You're like, oh, we'll just record this on your phone and figure it out. And then it took me another three and a half months after that to figure out the note. (laughs) But you and I have been really good friends ever since. And I think it's just because you're a fucking wild man, dude. Kind of. You're you're full of. of nonsense. I'm gonna I, go you to prison, know that, man. right? I yeah. hope not. I really hope you don't. I'm gonna. You're too good looking to go to prison, dude. <laughs> you won't come back the same. Yeah, but I'm good at raping, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, Nick. I've been to jail. I've got my practice. <laughs> oh, Nick. I was trying to give you compliments. Here you are, just trashing your own name. What? Edit that. No. <laughs> You're not gonna. No. I'm on no too many it. nicotine patches. How many are you wearing right now? I'm on about a third of one. Or you're on a third. I have smoked like four cigarettes in the last two months since I got back from Oklahoma. Oh, okay. Yeah, in terms of real tobacco products. Yeah, mm. we're doing pretty good. And you, you you're go. gone. You're done for two months, huh? No, no. I'm just under a month. <sighs> yeah. <sighs> Fucking nicotine's so good, dude. It is good, and it's it's not good for you though. That's the thing. Is it the tobacco products are not good for you? That what about is tied jewels? To nicotine. They're expensive. Is not only that they're expensive. Anything other than oxygen going into your lungs is bad for you. What about nitrogen? I mean, that's seventy eight percent of our atmosphere is nitrogen. Proved you wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, I'm just kidding. Let's talk more about like uh, some bird nerd stuff. Well, what do you? Uh, out of, off of this season, I feel like you didn't hunt as much as you did in I hunted seasons. more than ever. You just didn't post about it. Ah, well, I was on Snapchat a lot, but um, I was I, I did more unsuccessful hunts than ever. True. Yeah. So that, and that plays into my question that I was going to ask you is, what do you feel like you learned this year that you're going to implement into the next season? Because you said you're more unsuccessful this year. And, like, dude, every time I've hunted with you, I've learned so much. Yeah. For good or for worse. Right. For, and like, for good or for bad, I've learned so much. I always try to, like... You're, you like really are season, outside the box. Every season I got, like, some thing that I'm doing. And this year it was just, like, all the things. Like, I didn't pick up my Bigfoot trailer. I only ran small spreads of DSDs. Because I was like, I want to learn. And I didn't even use all my DSDs. I've got 72 of them. I think the biggest spread I set was maybe 45. Yeah. Or 55 I did one day. So what, what do you think, like, off of what you learned this year, what do you think you're going to do differently next year? <sighs> Not do this, that. Well, let me, let, me just, <laughs> let me just preface it. I feel like you you know the formula. 
but you right. want to see how far you can push the formula, if that makes any sense. Yes. Like you know what will work, but you want to see... I know that a goose will... What's some weird shit that will work at the same time. I know good calling will make a goose bend its acceptability level of the risk it takes. So a goose won't accept a certain amount of risk unless you call so good. You know what I mean? Sure. And I used no, to, when oh, I was absolutely. when I was in my That's early 20s, when I was in my early 20s, it was like, I put me in a parking lot, an empty parking lot with weeds coming out through the cracks. I will fucking kill geese. Not with 12 decoys, I won't. You know, like there's limits. And I wanted to find out what are those limits? Where's my limits at? And um, like, what's real? What's not real? Because it can, because you get days that have weather that's so good that you just dominate. And, and it can skew your perspective, like this works. Or you can get the opposite, like this doesn't work, even though it could. So there's always so much gray area with hunting. Like There's so many variables with goose hunting. Yeah, good. you can never hunt the same day twice, ever. And even if you could, you wouldn't want to. That's what keeps it so interesting. And like, okay, I, I, one thing with the small spreads, I was like, will there ever be a day where I'm surprised? Will there ever be a day where I'm like, I wish I had more decoys, but I didn't need them. And then in the future, because I like to hunt lazy. Like, yeah, you're a lazy somebody, guy. Yeah. yeah. Look at you. Yeah. And <laughs> like, <Lazy. laughs> like, is there ever a day where I could be like, you know what? We're going to set five decoys. We're going to be just fine. And I generally do like setting as small as possible for the results I want. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's a thousand. And, um, uh, and then another thing I did was like hunting public lands and how far could i take that and also hunting without scouting so hunting what, on the internet or scouting on the internet so let me get back to my initial question what did you find out this year that you're going to implement for next year i learned a lot of bird migration routes i learned a lot of um what i can't get away with honestly like like what 16 decoys <laughs> it is not enough mm-hmm. um the the there was so many hunts where I was running in the teens or lower for decoy count, Dave Smith giants and calling like a beast, like I do. And, um, it just wasn't enough. It's just like geese just fly past. You're like, all right. It's weird. Geese not are compelling enough. Weird geese are there. And the, the number that I found where that, that feeling begins alleviating where you're like, that was fine. Like I did not have that feeling like we were, didn't have enough decoys. It's around 30, like around that 30, 35 number, 45, really, you're really in the business. If they can see them all, you know, like if every decoy is accounted for and a part of your. So full bodies. Yeah, maybe. Well, because if you're hunting silos, yeah, they're pointing in a certain yeah. direction. Silos have their own visibility. Well, of, course, well, of course, but I'm, yeah. I'm saying you're saying they can see them all. And if a goose is coming in, they're not going to be able to see all of your silhouettes unless you're dumb. But and you pointed all your silhouettes no, in the same direction. But, but you're discounting the value of shadows. And silhouettes can cast amazing shadows. And shadows are much more visible than decoys are. Sure. And uh, Okay. Uh, and also, sure. full bodies get dirty. And so what that ends up happening is almost like an airbrushed soft effect around the decoy where it starts to melt a little bit because the dirt is matching in those fucking feather ridges that they put into them where silhouettes okay. get that nice crisp line around okay. them. Yeah. And if you if you stand like Interesting. stand like two feet away from a silhouette, like twenty four inches, and look at it like straight down. Okay. Looks like a goose. Like you're only two feet away from it. Now draw a line from the silhouette through your eyes up a hundred yards. 
that goose sees the same thing. Like you really got to be like directly on top of a silhouette for it to dis- for it to disappear. And even if it does, but if they're circling still has your a spread, s- is still, what I'm talking about. Still has a shadow. If they're circling your spread, there should be no more than five or ten decoys that disappear at a time. If there's no shadows, because hmm. a decoy with a shadow never disappears. This shadow is much more visible than the decoy from the outset. Very interesting. Nick. But you so, only get shadows on flat fields and with sun, obviously. Yeah. So the the amount of decoys that you use, like what's the bare minimum? What else? Um, What was the biggest takeaway you found from this year? Besides flight lines and whatever, just because a lot of areas, flight lines change, especially with storms and weather or just weather in general. You just got to stay ahead of the curve. Like... Whatever advantage you can find, whatever you can dig up that is going to put you in front of birds other than other people, you need it. Uh, When I was 14 years old, I was calling people that enrolled their land in the Minnesota Waterfall Association Goose Food Plot Program. These fuckers thought I was like some chick because I had a young boy voice. You still do. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Like asking them how their food plots were doing. And I've learned where all the geese were landing like, and, yeah. and got permission on land. When Onyx maps came out, I downloaded it. Like I was like download number 27, whatever you can do to stay ahead of the curve, because there's no such thing as a blooming, fo- a blooming flower in waterfowl. There's only wilting flowers, flowers. When you find something, it's dying. When you find an area, mm. it's on its way out. When you find anything, you're not the first and it's not the best. It's always, uh, it's a continual hunt. Not just for the birds, but for the next thing. Because it's a, it's a bubble. When the pressure gets applied here, it pushes that way. When you find it this way, it's already pushing somewhere else. You know, it's, hmm. it's, it's, all, it's a continual, non-satisfying hunt. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, it, it's always something to learn. And where are the birds going to go next? Where can you dig pits and sell hunts? Where's the next right. Fergus Falls? It's impossible to say that because so Columbia makes a trade agreement with the United States and then builds a grain elevator in some shit dick town and it's got goose food everywhere or lack of goose food everywhere. This shit it has a million different reasons that we don't even think about. Yeah. What about like what we were talking earlier about water feeds and also I want to tie this back in with that five bird limit. What do you think of that? I, <laughs> I think they are going to raise it. And do, how do you feel? I love it. Scott Trine and I was talking to him. I've talked to him about it a couple times now, and he hates it. Mm-hmm. He thinks it's already hard enough to kill geese in Minnesota. He goes, raising that five bird limit is going to push him out of here sooner. We're it, not going to have those geese staying here till December. But in my opinion, we're still getting geese migrating in in December. Yeah. At least in this, where think, we are right now, dude, we're still getting geese in December. Here's what I think is is going to happen. There's a lot of people out there with the three-bird limit that they, they get an X field, assemble five buddies, go out five or six guys. They shoot two birds out of their, over their limit in like three flocks. And they're like, oh, fuck, let's get out of here. And they get to the cafe and get out of that crime scene as fast as they can. Mm-hmm. There's a big skill gap between a 15-bird limit and a 25-bird limit. And a big time in the field um, gap. So I think a lot of more, a lot more birds will be exposed to hunting. But I'm going to keep an open mind. Like, 
Is it going to be a bad thing? Maybe. Is it going to be a good thing? Not necessarily. Scott seems to think that it's going to be a bad thing for the state of Minnesota. There's, I don't think so, dude. I don't think so either because geese experience, geese experience a lot of hunting pressure. Yes. Uh, certain flocks. Certain flocks don't because they just live in areas. and Wisconsin geese for starters. No, yeah, they're getting more. But geese announce their presence. When they go out to feed, they go out in these big noisy-ass groups. People talk. Like the pressure bubble shit. Like as soon as they're there, other people are there. The wilting flower theory. But like they know what hunters are. And they feel, I think a goose feels like it knows how to deal with it. Like otherwise. they're cocky. They're cocky in a way. But are they? But are they? But are they? Because look at Fergus Falls. Every person limits out in a in every pit in Fergus Falls. How many geese die? A lot. How many? Put a number on it. I mean, at least five hundred a day. Five hundred in one day. How many geese live there? Eighty thousand. How many? At certain what, points. what percentage is that? I don't know. Kind Not math. Much. Book. Not much. So it, it's it seems like there's a lot of pressure around Hunter or around Fergus Falls. It, mm-hmm. it seem, well, there's pits everywhere. There's pits surrounding this town. Yeah, but there's 100,000 fucking geese. There's a blizzard that rolls through town. Everybody limits out. What? 500 geese die? A tenth of a percent? How many geese even heard a fucking shot today? Right. Right. Like, so there's a little bit of uh, give and a take. Whereas, like, 300 geese in a rural area where five groups of hunters are harassing them, that makes a big difference mm-hmm. compared to a 0.5% kill rate off of a Fergus Falls day, like yeah. banner day too, you know? So it's so situational. I agree, man. I really do. Nick, I'm going to have to cut us off right there. We could talk for the rest of the night. I know we could, <laughs> but. Well, we're out of sangria. Well, we're out of sangria. I got to go to bed. I got to work in the morning. So, um, thanks so much for coming pizza. out. <laughs> thanks so much for coming out. Enjoy your nicotine patches. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's hang out soon in the off season. Shoot some pitch, huh? Yeah. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah. Pigeons have been getting better these last couple of summers. I heard not for me. Damn. No, I've, I've really crushed this area bad. There's not a whole lot left. Do you think you've shot them out or do you think it's environmental factors as well? I've shot them out for sure. <laughs> You're the man. Well, thank you, sir. I've seen your penis. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> I haven't seen it in years. <laughs> Thanks, bud. Whoa. Have a good one, and uh, thank you guys for watching, listening, yep. all that jazz. Good Have a watch. good one. <laughs>